how do I know if I'm really healing from betrayal trauma? I get that question asked of me quite often. Lisa, how do I know? I'm not quite sure. Some days I feel like I'm getting worse instead of better. I'm still dealing with triggers every so often. Sometimes the memories are there. Or I have these thoughts that just once in a while still pop up. Does that mean that I've not healed all the questions, right? Well, we are going to explore today how you can really know if you're healing from the betrayal trauma once and for all. But before we begin, I've got something very exciting to share with you because it's my birthday month. Stay tuned. Hey beautiful, it's my birthday month. Yay! And I want to bless you as we celebrate. Why? Because you have blessed me so tremendously by making the Beauty Beyond the Trail podcast a top global rated podcast. Actually, a 1.5% global rated podcast. And it's all because of you. So I want to celebrate you as we celebrate my birthday. And in celebration, I have quite a number of specials that I want to tell you about. So let me share a little bit about each. First off, my online self-guided program, Devastated to Determined, generally is $297. This month, I'm slashing it 90% for women who are just finding out that they've been betrayed and they don't know where to start. This is something that's self-guided. You can dip your toe in the water, so to speak, and grab some healing for yourself. This is slashed 90% for $27. What? Yes! celebrating my birthday. So grab it while you can during the month of February. Next, for my beautiful women, I decided to create an eight-week program so that I could offer it to you during the month of February. That one is on special as well. And then my signature three-month Discover Hope program is $300 off during the month of February. February. Now, this is my VIP coaching one-to-one where, ladies, I take you by the hand and believe me, it is transformative. You will come out on the other side so much better, really getting that hope, healing, and recovery that you are seeking. So, it's $300 off. Make sure to grab it. What about couples? Yes, I do work with couples as well. I didn't forget about you. My marriage redesigned programs are also $300 off. Now, I have a 12-week program for couples as well as a 16-week intensive program that also includes the full disclosure process. So, if that's you, they're $300 off. What are you waiting for? Head to lisalimehouse.com, that's lisalimehouse.com, and grab these while you can. Click on the Work For Me tab, and there are my, scroll down, and there they are, right? Fill out your consult application, and in the bottom of it where it says comments, make sure to put the word birthday so that you can receive your birthday celebration discount. So again, head to lisalimehouse.com. It's also below in the show notes. Make sure to fill out your application for the consult. Put the word birthday in there and you will receive a birthday celebration gift from me. I can't wait to meet you and it's going to be such an honor to journey with you through your healing process all the way through recovery where you rediscover who you are and flourish in your future. I can't wait to meet you.
Welcome back to the show, beautiful. Yes, it's my birthday month. I can't wait to celebrate with each and every one of you beautiful women and all of you incredible couples who are seeking to be restored and have God bless your relationship moving forward. So that's why we've discounted these awesome programs for you. So make sure to get on my schedule. Let's get your application in for a consult and see which one fits for you while we have them discounted so greatly for the month of February. And I can't wait. And I would consider it such an honor to journey with you along the way. So in today's episode, we are really answering the question, how do I know I'm healing from betrayal trauma? Well, that's a valid question. Sometimes, you know, along the journey, it's ups and downs and twists and turns. And sometimes we take 10 steps forward and it feels like we take 12 back or five steps forward and one back. And, you know, some days are highs and lows and we're really not quite sure, are we healing? Well, Let's just say this to begin with. Healing doesn't mean that you are going to have the absence of pain, triggers, memories, or thought. I'm going to say that again because some of you need to hear that again. Healing doesn't mean that you're going to have the absence of pain, triggers, memories, or thoughts. A lot of times we feel like if we've healed, none of that will exist in our life. But beautiful, the honest truth is in this life, we are going to have pain. Something is going to trigger us whether or not it deals with the betrayal. It could just be a trigger from daily living. We all have a memory center in our brain that has bad memories or hard memories in there. And we also deal with ruminating thoughts at any given point in our life. They don't always have to revolve around the betrayal. It can just be from a co-worker relationship or an extended family relationship or just something daily in life. We live in a fallen world. So these are things that on this side of heaven, we will battle against until we are called home to that glorious kingdom that the Lord Jesus has set up for us. So that's the first thing I wanted to get out of the way today. Healing also doesn't have a particular timeline, so to speak. You know, we are all individually, uniquely, wonderfully, and fearfully made. Some of us may heal within 18 months. Some of us, it may take three years. Some of us, it may be five to 10 years. Now, that doesn't mean you're in the miry pit the whole time, but it is a process. And that's what I'm getting at. It's not a one and done. It's not where, oh my goodness, I take this magic potion and I wake up tomorrow morning and I'm all better. Now, I know we wish it could be that way, but that's the farthest thing from the truth. Healing is a journey. And we embrace the journey, there are going to be refining moments along the way that we look back on and go, you know what? Because of those moments, I am a better man or woman today. So I know for me, I look back on my betrayal journey and I no longer, you know, look at it with this drudgery. Now, while I never want to experience that again, I can honestly say that because of the experience, I am so better for it today. And my marriage is so much better. As a matter of fact, my husband and I this weekend were talking about the fact that we have a completely different marriage and relationship now, and we're both grateful for it. So it is 
how you look at it, it is how you filter it at the end of the day. But it doesn't have a particular timeline when it comes to healing. Now also, healing is very messy. Let's just be real here. It might not feel like you're healing at all when you're in the midst of it. I mean, it can actually get worse before it gets better. Like I said, you can have some highs and lows and some backwards and forward motion, and you might revisit something time and time again. And I know a lot of times we look at it and say, wait a minute, I've been around this mountain once before. Why am I back here having to revisit this again? But a lot of times we don't recognize there's a deeper healing, another layer of healing work that God wants to do in our life. And so it doesn't mean that you've not healed or are not healing. It just means there's another layer that God wants to bring you to and heal you from in the process. So yes, it can look a bit messy sometimes. And then healing doesn't mean you won't you won't talk about the betrayal ever again. Now, I know a lot of people think, oh, you know, once we are past this, we never, ever, ever have to bring this up again. But the truth of the matter is, it eventually will be spoken of somewhere down the line. It's a part of who you are now. It's a part of your relationship if you've reconciled. It doesn't mean that it controls you. It dismantles the relationship and it does irreparable damage like it did before. It just means you are able to talk about it in a different way. My husband and I are able to do that today. We're able to talk about the betrayal and it no longer has the effects that it had when we were right in the middle of it. So those are some things I wanted to tell you on the front end about healing. And then I want to get into, well, how do I know if I'm really healing, right? Well, I want to give you seven ways, seven markers, so to speak. These are seven markers or seven points that you can look for to see if you are really healing from betrayal trauma. So grab your pen and paper and let's dive in. The first one is you are feeling safer in your body. You know, the first step of healing is reestablishing safety and security in your life. When you've been through betrayal, the bomb has exploded, the your life as you knew it has just had a massive earthquake go off, and the foundation has been ripped apart. So there's no safety or security left anymore. It's kind of been ripped out from underneath you, so to speak. And so there is a reason that trauma therapists and coaches agree that the first phase of trauma treatment and healing is the process of reestablishing safety and stability. Now, safety is that foundation of the house of healing, so to speak, and you can't do the other types of healing that we're going to talk about or recognize the other types of healing without feeling safe first and foremost. So when you feel consistently safe in your body and it becomes more frequent with time, well, that's a clear indicator that you're actually beginning to heal from the betrayal trauma. 
Okay, number two is where you actually begin feeling your emotions rather than pushing them to the side, minimizing them, or denying them like they don't even exist. This is where you enter into the stage you're allowing yourself to cry because God created tears for a reason. They are healing for our body. They're a shower for our soul, so to speak. They cleanse us and help us to release the trauma that has been stored up in the body due to the betrayal. So you also validate and you really understand a little more fully your emotions rather than, you know, trying to fix them or get rid of them. Like I said earlier, try to shove them under the rug where you're going to trip over them months down the road. But you actually say, wait a minute, these are real emotions. I don't need to just sideline them or sideswipe them. I need to embrace them. I need to allow my body to feel them. I need to process them so that they don't get housed in my body and make me emotionally, mentally, and physically sick. We also start to recognize that anger, while it is an emotion in and of itself, also can turn out to be an underlying sadness that we feel or a loneliness. Maybe it stems from confusion, helplessness, or that deep, deep pain that is underneath, right? I want you to picture like an iceberg. You know, we most of the time view an iceberg from what's on top of the water. But deep beneath the water lies the structure, the foundation of that iceberg. That's kind of how it is with anger. What we see on the top above the water is anger, that explosive anger outburst or the, you know, the way we rage at something. But underneath is that deep level sadness, loneliness, confusion, grief, all of those things that come out sometimes as anger. All right, number three is where we begin to live mindfully. We're actually practicing that on a daily, um, on, on the daily. And we're not just mindlessly roaming through life. We're mindfully going through life. We're living mindfully. So rather than Uh, what we first do when we find out about the betrayal where we numb. We just want to numb out. You know, I don't want to feel anything because it hurts too bad. I'm going to distract myself with all of the social media. I'm going to scroll endlessly for hours at a time. I'm going to jump in the bed and pull the covers over my head and, and pretend like none of this is taking place. Or I'm going to keep myself so busy that I don't have time to think. So like me, I became this in insatiable workaholic, you know, it just consumed my life. So I would not have to think, well, instead of doing all that, you begin to start from a place of intentionality. You begin to really um, develop this window of tolerance where you are in the moment, so to speak. You start to ask yourself important questions. You know, do I really want to take on another project right now? Or do I, do I need to listen to my body and rest more? Maybe I need to clear my mind a little more before I take on those added projects. Maybe the question you ask yourself is, what does my body need right now to rest and to recuperate? Is it more sleep? Is it better eating? Is it exercise? Maybe you ask yourself, what would really happen if I start saying no to people? 
um, what would that look like? You learn to use the word no. And I know that's a hard word to say, but beautiful, when you're in the midst of recovering from betrayal trauma, that two-letter word is a complete sentence that can set you free in a lot of ways. And saying no gives you the opportunity to say yes to the important things in your life, which when you are in the depths of healing is your journey of healing. So saying yes to your healing process is so much more important than saying yes to all the added stuff that you need to say no to right now. And you also start talking to yourself in better ways. You know, you start really thinking clearer. It's okay for me to make mistakes. I'm not a mistake. I'm learning from what I'm experiencing right now. I don't have to have all the answers right now to everything. You know what? I'm really tired tonight. I'm very fatigued. I don't need to go to that after dinner party. Um, I don't need to go to the after work get together either. I can say no to that. Maybe I just need to spend some time by myself this weekend to do what I need to do for me. Maybe those are the things you start speaking to yourself right now so that you can actually focus on your own healing journey. All right, so number four is this. You actually reach out for support and you ask for help instead of isolating. This is where you reach out to trusted, safe people, family members, friends, co-workers, church sisters and brothers, to where you can really have someone journey along with you, or you reach out to a trusted trauma-informed coach, therapist, or counselor who knows how to help you navigate through the healing journey, and they can support you along the way instead of not sharing anything with anyone. That's what the enemy would have you do. The enemy wants you to lose your voice in this battle. The enemy wants to silence you, and beautiful that's not what needs to happen. You need to allow your voice to be heard. So you reach out for support. You slowly allow more people into your emotional inner circle. You also begin to ask for your needs and wants, right? You tell people what you need instead of hiding it from everyone. You begin to understand what your actual needs are and what your desires are and that they are not bad. Perhaps you even share some more vulnerable parts of the story or yourself with others. You even start to allow others to see you cry, to be frustrated, sad. You, you bring them into the journey of grief that you're in. You actually become human and recognize that perfectionism doesn't exist. So you can stop trying to be a perfectionist and you can breathe a little better. All right, so the next one is your body actually starts to release the trauma, the tension that is housed in it. This is where you have less headaches, migraines, stomach issues, stress, fatigue, you sleep better, you're eating better, right? Uh, your body softens and relaxes because you've learned to establish safety inside of yourself. 
you're actually allowing people to hug you again. And it doesn't um, make you fearful and you don't get triggered and shy away from it, right? You're using some of your somatic techniques so that you can train your body to regulate the nervous system at a better level. And your mental health, your emotional health is starting to grow. Your emotional IQ is getting higher and your window of tolerance is larger because the trauma is released from the body. There's less anxiety, less tension and stress, and less depression. Okay, your next one, beautiful, is you react less and you approach more. Let me say that again. You react less and you approach more. That's where you know, you don't just laugh at the traumas, right? In other words, trying to find these unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with the trauma and these reactions that are kind of bizarre, right? When we laugh at our traumas, um, it kind of makes you shrink away and it's a distraction from the pain so that you don't have to deal with it. That's where your your reaction is actually governing you. Also, your triggers begin to guide you toward healing instead of overcoming you like they used to. They used to control you. They used to manage you. Now you understand where your triggers are actually coming from. And when you get triggered, you know what you need. You know how to interrupt that cycle of sabotage that those triggers bring to you and you process them at a better rate and you move through them. You also learn how to differentiate between danger, safety, and trust. So rather than just relying on your brain and your head logic all the time, your body is beginning to recognize these things as well. You're not just rushing out of a room feeling danger when danger really isn't there. You're not triggered as much. The ruminating thoughts are not inundating your mind. You're not waking up with constant nightmares, dealing with flashbacks and memories that overtake you. You're learning to live in the moment instead of the past or trying to reach toward the future without healing through the process. You begin to slow down and enjoy the little things in life and you have your plans in place. So instead of reacting once again, you approach situations in a healthier manner. Approaching actually keeps you in control instead of reacting, which gives away your control. So the last one I want to share with you is this. You actually start to grieve the losses that have incurred. You allow yourself, beautiful, to feel and to emote more. Let those emotions go. You're able to understand the things that you've actually lost due to the betrayal. And you tap into that. You don't allow it to once again just get pushed under the rug and never dealt with. You ride the wave of grief, so to speak, recognizing that it comes in bouts of rage and anger sometimes. You can get frustrated and that there is actual a cycle of grief. And sometimes you might revisit portions of that cycle, but each time there's a layer of grief that God is healing you from and you're allowing yourself to grieve the process and to grieve the things you've lost so that you can then embrace the things that God has for you in the future. Now, I know that these seven things are not all inclusive. 
there's a lot more that you can look for that tells you that you're actually healing from betrayal trauma because each one of us are unique and we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We have different identities, different personalities, different experiences. So each of us will experience healing on different levels. So these are just a few that can kind of get you to start thinking about what you're experiencing right now and say, hmm, am I really starting to experience healing? And beautiful know this, if we look at the signs of healing that we've just talked about today, a few things emerge for us that show us that we're truly healing. First off, I want you to know that those who are really healing from betrayal trauma, you're going to feel safer in yourself and with others and in your environment. You're going to start to reestablish that security once again. There is less avoidance that happens because things feel manageable to you. Secondly, because you feel safer now, you begin to actually desire to be back in relationship with people. You're less avoidant. You don't isolate as much as you used to. And you start to recognize healthy relationships, what they really consist of, because you've created healthy boundaries for yourself and you're adhering to them. And lastly, I want to tell you that those who um, are healing, they are more comfortable being present in the moment. You actually embrace each moment of life. You're curious and you have a desire to know more about yourself and others. You don't avoid that anymore. I want to end today's broadcast with this. What's the hardest part of healing? Well, I know that's a loaded question, <laughs> but the best way that I can answer this question for you is for those who are going through the healing process of betrayal trauma, the hardest part of healing is learning to trust once again. Trusting yourself and trusting others. Having that sense of trust in your reality. And that's because deception was so great inside of the betrayal. And if you want to know more about that, I've linked below in the show notes my recent podcast on deception that can help you unpack that a little better. But because the deception was so great and because it also involves things like gaslighting that can really erode your trust in your intuition, in your own inner self, there's nothing more sacred than, you know, that inner self, right? That trusting ourselves, so to speak. And when that's been eroded, our compass seems not to work anymore in the world. It's like, wait a minute, how do I go through life and feel safe anymore? And that's why it's so hard. It's because the deceit was so great. But I would also say this beautiful. Sometimes for others, the hardest part can be self-regulation. Being able to manage your thoughts, your feelings, sensations. And this might mean that you feel dissociated. That you feel unbalanced, so to speak, and overwhelmed all the time. And that's why it's important to have someone who can support you in your journey of healing. That can help you rewire your brain from those thoughts and the, the triggers that can inundate you. That can also help you with somatic techniques to learn how to release the trauma. But also, thirdly to reconnect you back to God, who is your ultimate healer in this journey of healing from trauma due to betrayal. God is your ultimate healer, and you need someone who can bring you to the throne of grace and show you God's way of healing so you can deal with the spiritual side of well. When we deal with the mind, body, and the spirit, 
That's where we truly get healed. So beautiful, I pray today blessed you and I pray that it gave you some really good things to look for, some signs, some markers, some pointers, so to speak, to show you are you really healing from the trauma of betrayal? And if you need help with that, below in the show notes, go ahead and fill out your application for a consult and let's see how I can support you in your journey of healing so 2024 can finally turn around and be your year of breakthrough. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, And always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.